Go ahead and talk into the mic. Talking into the mic. So like th- this uh this outer rim, like you want it to be, you want it to catch it. So that's why you got to be all up in the mic when you speak. So you basically want me to deep there it. it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. However much of the mic you can fit, just fit all the mic. Okay. <laughs> I think, can I get some alcohol? Fuck yes. I was waiting for you to ask. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. So do you randomly ask people to come over off Instagram? <laughs> I've, I've, I've started now yeah? that I'm doing the podcast. Yeah. Are you getting good results? Uh, yeah, actually I've, I've had some really good results actually. Like, uh, I've met some really great people like my, the person who did my logo, the uh-huh. quarter life crisis logo. Her name is Alex. She literally just left. She, we just did an episode together. We were like sitting here drinking Hennessy, having a good time, but she did my logo and I met her through that and she came on the show and. A couple of weeks ago, I'd have, I had my buddy Tri, uh, Trizzy. He came on. He's like a Reno. I found him on Instagram, too. He's like an up-and-coming kind of Reno rapper, um, young in the game and in the music industry, and met him for the first time. I met this dude named Tattoo Pat. He does this fucking crazy-ass, like, um, uh, what kind of abstract art, like, uh-huh. like space art, you know, like what you would see. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to San Francisco, but, like, you'll walk the piers and they have people on the sidewalks doing like art and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. He kind of throws paint down like that. Oh and, shit. Uh, yeah. He's a savage at it. Dude. And <laughs> I've just, so I've just been meeting some super dope people. Cheers. Cheers. First podcast. So it's been good. Ooh. I don't oh, know how. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. The That's squirt. like Patron with salt and lime. All in the- That's what I'm saying. Terramana is fire. Like I, I, the, um, the podcast that I just dropped with my buddy Jose, he's a good friend of mine, an old friend of mine. We just, me, him, and his girl just cashed out a bottle of Terramana during the podcast because it's fire. It's smooth. Yeah, it is. It's a good drink. Lexi is on the mic for oh, the first, shit. for the first, for the first time. Yes, sir. First so time. So you've never, you ever, do you watch podcasts or anything like that? Listen no. to podcasts? No, 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 no. I'm like um, technology kind of slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my phone starts fucking up and I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. And my best friend's like, Lexi, have you done the update? I'm like, no. No. So strictly just like music, no podcast. I'm still on Pandora. Well, then I, t- <laughs> hey, I, p- I pay for Pandora. Yeah, so do I. Hell yeah. You can download all the songs, you got playlists and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm leaning more towards Spotify now. I haven't really been listening to music on it, but podcasts obviously since I started doing this, but I, I still I still fuck with Pandora, so it's all good. Okay. So now I don't feel as bad. Right, right. No, you're good. So this is about as raw as an interview as it gets. First time we've ever met. Yes. It's exciting shit. And I'm going to talk about my naked semi-sex life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that is coming, coming soon. Absolutely. But a little bit about you. Who are you? I don't even know who you are. You are just who in this studio I? right now. Are you um, from here? 
Yes, I was born here, and I was given up for adoption. Okay. And my whoa, whoa, you were given up for adoption like right at birth? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. And it was an open adoption, so I know who my biological mom is. Really? And my brothers and like aunts and uncles, but I don't know who my dad is. Uh-huh. And um, my adopted parents are like super old. They're like in their late 70s, so everybody thinks that they're my grandparents. Right, right. Um, so my father's an attorney. So okay. I got off with a lot of there you go, <laughs> criminal yeah. things. Yeah. You got to do wild shit. Yes, and get away with it. And my mom is a librarian. So she's like super sweet yeah. and loving. And that's where that side comes from me. And then my mom, my biological mom's like a biker, hell's angel. Oh, shit. Is she, was, out, is she out in the bay? No, she's here. Oh, she's here. Yeah. And oh, she okay. listens to like heavy metal. So I've been in mosh pits. So when you when you went up for open adoption, you was your biological mom and then your adopted mom and dad both here in, in town? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So you have you always had a relationship with your biological mom? Yeah, I found out when I was like six years old that I was adopted and I was able to meet my birth mom. Right. Did you like spend time with her or like oh, yeah. build a relationship with her? Yeah. So so if you don't mind me asking, why why six years previous did she put you up for adoption? Um, Because she was 17 at the... Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. she was That's like young. a young mom and um, she was out on her own. And she didn't want to have to go through the whole like Medicaid, right. food stamps. All How of did she link up with your adopted parents? She was actually in some trouble. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she was. Please in some... do not tell me that your dad is her lawyer or was her lawyer. No, one of his good friends was okay, okay. Um, her lawyer. And she broke down like I was going to be born in six weeks. Right. And she broke down and was like, I want to keep this little girl, but I can't give her the life that she deserves. Yeah. And he goes, I actually have a friend who's also an attorney and him and his wife can't have kids. And they just adopted a little boy and they were looking to adopt a girl. And so that attorney linked her up with my father. Really? Yeah. And like, I always knew that there was something wrong with like our picture because yeah. my dad has gray hair and looks like Bill Gates. <laughs> my mom's got red hair. Right. And then I've got a fat Mexican brother. Really? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how am oh, I like... Oh, yeah. Because your brother's adopted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, wait a second. Like, how do I have blonde hair and like green eyes? And yeah. I don't look like any of these fucking people. Damn. So, so when did it, when did it start to like, when did you start to notice it? Probably like when I was like five. Yeah. Because everybody else's, you got to think that my adopted parents are older than like my biological like grandma. Right. So my parents are like way older than everybody else is like in school and stuff. So uh-huh. I knew that there was like something off and then I was told. Was it a weird dynamic like kicking it with your birth mom and then like going home to your adopted parents or like how, how, what was like your guys's visitations like and like relationship like at a young age? Um, just like I could go over there whenever I wanted, I'd go on the weekends and I had a little brother. Okay. And so that was like my biggest biological brother. Yes. Okay. Um, a biological little brother. Cause I was the youngest in my adoptive family. Right. So then to be able to be a big sister, like it was more like I wanted to go hang out with my little brother yeah, and yeah. like do the food, like and yeah, like yeah. feed him and stuff. And like, that's what mm-hmm. my biggest, so like, how much younger is he than you? Um, seven years. Seven years. Okay. Yep. Oh, so he was just a pup. Yeah. When you started kicking it with your mom. 
Yeah, he was, yeah, about a year old. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. So then, like, you go into, like, was it weird in, like, junior high and high school? They're, like, haters? Because that's, that's an interesting dynamic. I know. Like, a lot having of- a relationship with your birth mom and having your adopted parents who are very different. And you have an adopted brother. I'm guessing you guys went to the same schools where you guys, you guys were close in age? Well, the thing is, is after... I was like eight years. So after I met my mom and my little brother, my adoptive family actually moved us to Wyoming. Oh, wow. So I got to like know my biological mom and my little brother. And then like a year later, like we moved to Wyoming. So you went to Wyoming when you were what age? I was in the third grade. What the fuck is in Wyoming? (laughs) Not shit. Like, I don't even know what kind of landscape Wyoming is. Where, like, what? Where what is it? Where is Wyoming? Oh God! <laughs> Isn't it? Doesn't it kind of have like that that shape like this? No, that no? is Idaho. Idaho, that's it. What's Wyoming look like? So it goes Nevada, Utah, right. Wyoming, and right below Wyoming is Colorado. Oh. So like, and the thing is, where I live, Casper, Wyoming, because Wyoming, Wyoming, a lot of black people there. Uh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not very many, and um, I know them all. It was a ghost town. Yes. Wink, wink, pun, pun. And so think about Carson City. Okay. Like Casper, Wyoming is like Carson City oh. with nothing around. There's no Reno. There's no Gardnerville. There's nothing. The closest like partying town is Denver, Colorado, which Jesus. is like the same distance. Out of the state. Yes. Like, it's the same distance from Carson to San Francisco, four right. hours. Jesus. So what do you do out there? You know, you're going through... How long were you out there, actually? Let's, let's ask um, some Like, 15 years. Oh, so you went through high school. Yeah. You went through junior high. You went through all that shit out there. Oh, yeah. What are you fucking just drinking moonshine on the back of a truck doing donuts? What do you do out there? Uh, yeah, you uh, sneak out. You ride horses. You ride yeah. dirt bikes, four-wheelers. You oh, go... Yeah. Turn up at the lake. You so you go grew up f- as a country girl. Were you yeah. like, did you live on land? Um, yeah, we had six acres. Yeah, nice. And animals? Um, no. No animals. Like dog. Yeah, dog, cats. No pigs, ducks, sheep, goat. Well, actually, I did get some pigs um, with some of my black homies. Like, we went to go pick them up because they were going to, like, <laughs> like, feed them and get them fat and slaughter them and right. stuff. And, like, I ended up getting pulled over, and we had just, like, smoked a blunt and, like, threw it out. And this cop is like, I smell weed. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I called him out. I'm like, this is racist as fuck. Like, <laughs> I think you smell the pig. Yeah. And, like, a whole, like, canine unit came. Like, oh, six cop cars came, and they just, didn't find anything. Yeah, just off a of blunt? Yeah. It was gone. I mean, that's how it is. <laughs> you know, they be jumping to conclusions, like, big facts, you know? Yeah, and that was the all. Well, speaking of this whole cops and racism, all that stuff, that's the only two times I ever got pulled over and had my uh, vehicle searched by yeah. like drug dogs. Is the only two times I had an African American man in my vehicle with yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. Like the consistencies are are just there, and you would never know them unless you experienced them. Like uh, my son's mother is is white and. And like I've had, I've been with, I've been with other like white people and like in the car and we just get pulled over, you know, like I've, I've had a moment when I was with a girl driving down from Humboldt when I was in college and I was in like the Windsor area in the North Bay uh-huh. and, uh, I got pulled over and the cop just walks up to my window and is like license or registration. Mm-hmm. And I handed it to him and sh- the girl's like, you know, aren't you going to ask like 
what you did wrong. I was like, fucking absolutely not. I'm just going to, you know, yes sir, no sir, and get the fuck out of this thing oh, safe. Yeah. And he comes back and he goes, um, he goes, you know, uh, make sure to uh, not change lanes so fast. So I take my license and registration and I just keep driving. And she's like, wow, you know, so lucky we got pulled over, but we got off. Everything's good. And I literally just started laughing. And she's like, what's so funny? I'm like, we're on a one way. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, he said, be careful changing lanes. I was like, we're on a one way. There is no changing lanes here. Like it's one lane. I was like, that fool literally just saw me in the car, ran my plates and just pulled me over. Yeah. Asked for license and registration and took a guess and guessed wrong and then ate it and left. Mm -hmm. I'm like. That shit happens. Like, that shit's happened when my been driving with my dad. But, yeah, you know, that shit sucks. And, like, two niggas out in Wyoming. That shit is, even I would think that's suspicious. What is going on out in Wyoming? Yeah. And, like, in, in the Black cop, dude's just getting pigs out there and shit. Yeah. And the cop even said, he goes, well, your family's a farmer. Yeah. And my homie, Rashawn, was like, yeah, actually, my grandfather is. Like, he has a farm out in, like. Louisiana. And he was like super like offended. Like, why can't we have a farm and like raise animals and stuff? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a pretty aggressive out there. There'd be, there are good, there are good cops out there, but there is like, man, some people just get stereotypes really wrong and think that they're right, but they are not. So you go through junior high and high school in Wyoming. Yes. And then what's, what's the next chapter from Wyoming? Well, actually, I'd gotten in some trouble out there. <laughs> Let's talk about the trouble. Trouble in Wyoming and River City? Yes, there's gangs out there. Well, wannabe you, gangs. You were a gangbanger? Um, well, I dated guys. Oh, were, shit. You were, I, a, you were, yeah, yeah. I have the whole. You were a gutter girl out there on the streets, huh? Yeah, okay. a little bit. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Um, So. It's nothing like gangs and like big cities, right, but they right. claim to be. And except there is like ICP, insane uh-huh. clown posse. Insane clown posse, I've heard and, about And uh, they actually had like, because we're Wyoming, it's redneck. Yeah. They actually had like a backyard, like WWE, like wrestling no. ring with like what? Gar- yeah. <laughs> like backyard wrestling? Yes, ICP. I've only seen videos of that shit. Oh, it what? exists. It exists. Is and it the, lit? Yes. There was like trash cans and they had like bats with like barbed wire fence wrapped around it. What? Yeah. Cause they'll like be wrestling and beat the shit out of each other with it. They and, know that wrestling's fake, right? They fake it, right? Oh. Oh, someone needs to get them a TV. Which is, <laughs> wrestling is actually fake. They're like 30 years in the past. So they're like, I think that shit is real. That fool was really hitting him with a chair. Oh, they really do. Like, oh shit! And there was this um, container, and there was fluorescent lights. Right. And I was at a party, and this girl's dude was hitting on me. So I was like trying to do the proper thing, like, yeah. "Hey, like your dude's hitting on me. Like you might want to go check him." And of course, he blamed it on me, and right. I could feel the tension. I'm like, "We gotta." Go. Yeah, yeah. And so we're walking out of this party, and this chick comes with this fluorescent light and comes a and fluorescent. Yes, like a big ass, like six foot. Like the tube. Yes. Yeah. And comes down and tries to bash it over my head, and it hits the guy behind me. Yeah. Comes down my best friend and slices my back open. Oh shit. 
And then that's when my parents were like, oh, I think you need to go to Reno, go stay with your mom and like, Good Lord. let shit like. Were you out. like that wasn't the first offense though? You were getting in some trouble. Yeah. Right. That was just like the the tip of the. That was like the. Yeah. Well, there's that's nothing to do. To, yeah. Everybody knows every everybody, and like, there's nothing but parties and sometimes doing drugs, got, and sometimes you got to fight. Is there a lot of drugs out there in Wyoming? Oh yeah. Is it like opioids? What is it? What is it? Like, uh, what's the drug of choice out there? Like meth is a huge one. Yeah, like Tech Nine. Um, I fucking he, love Tech Nine. It's one of my favorite rappers. I'm he, dead serious. He raps about going to Casper, Wyoming, and the meth that he, you can get there. Swear. Swear to God. Damn. I fuck. That's literally my favorite rapper. One of my favorite rappers is Tech Nine. I've oh, seen yeah. him. I've seen him live hella times, and I could see him going to Wyoming to get some crazy ass drugs. Oh yeah, I've seen him hella times too. And uh, my cousin actually went on stage with him and got humped by him, and then went to go. an after party. With there you him. go, yeah. getting humped by the tech. Yes, sir. I only wish I was so lucky. Shit. Arr. So you came back to Reno. How old were you by the time you came back to Reno? Like twenty? Um, I actually came back here in the tenth grade. Okay. And went to Delmonte Ranch. Oh, that's sophomore year, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you came back. You came back here. You were still doing shit out here, Damani Ranch. Where's Damani Ranch at? Um, that's like. That's Southtown, right? Yeah, like yeah. Summit Mall, and then. Yeah, I know where that's at. Yeah, I used to coach a. I used to coach North Valley's, um, youth football team out here. Oh, okay. Like 13s for CYFL. We played at Damani Ranch one time. I've been there. It's a preppy like. Yeah, yeah. Goody two shoes, rich definitely high not, school. Definitely not Wyoming. Oh no! Like I like went and there's like six grades in this school. It's like seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Yeah, and it's I'm little like, bitches holy, everywhere. Holy fuck! Like there's a cheerleading team for each like grade. Yeah. And then the yearbook is. How like, big was the high school you went to in Wyoming? Um. It was ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. But how many like people were in the school? Do you remember? Maybe like a thousand. Oh shit, that's like a graduating class at Damani Ranch. Yeah, if that. Yeah, it's small. Like you know everybody there. Yeah, that's wild. That is a trip. So you come out here, you go through high school, you're cruising around. Is it is it okay to ask you how old you are? Even though I just asked you how old you are. Yeah, I'm 29. You're 29. Okay, just yeah, turned I'm 29. So I'm 28. Oh, we're right on the same timeline here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got some questions for your ass. Um. Okay, so you went through high school and shit like that. You're going through high school at a beautiful time, early 2000s, fire-ass music. It's the mm -hmm. best in the world. So what, did you graduate when you were in 2009? 2010. 2010? Mm -hmm. Dude, me Where we at? Hey. Where we at? That 10-year reunion was this year. COVID. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other night. I'm like... COVID reunion. Right? I'm like, damn, I really wanted to go back and stunt on all those motherfuckers. I was, uh, yeah. I'll go here or there. That's crazy. Okay, so what'd you do after high school? I'm trying to get this whole lead up, you know what I mean, to where we're at now. So what I do after high school? Yeah, what'd you do after high school? Did you stay in Reno? Um. Okay, so I went 10th grade out here. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, oh, shit. Is this shit about to get crazy? You already got cut in the fucking back by a fluorescent bulb. Oh, yeah, that's because I was, like, playing, like, my boyfriend, and this was, like, his, like, arch enemies was his ICP group. Uh -huh. I ended up setting up his cousin to get robbed, to steal Shit. some weed, just kind of stuff like that. What? Like, you set up your boyfriend's cousin to get robbed? Yeah. 
I was not a good person like yeah, back in the day. Wyoming seems that's not a nice thing to do at all. <laughs> well, and like my drug dealer like was the weatherman. What? Yeah. <laughs> kind of fucking podunk ass <laughs> shit is that? Yes, like he would legit like He would tell the weather on news. The local news was yeah. your drug dealer. Yes, like the biggest drug dealer of that town. <laughs> I had no, I just want everyone to know I had no idea what I was signing up for. Wyoming, no <laughs> one go to Wyoming. Public service announcement, that place should have been shut down first when COVID hit. <laughs> right. Yeah, like if the weather was off and like, it's like, oh, it's supposed to be 70 degrees and yeah. nope, it's fucking snowing. That's because it was snowing all the time. Is it snowing all the time, Wyoming? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was. I'm hip. I'll get it. I'll catch on. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, it was a wild town. Like, and the people that I grew up with are still doing like the same stuff. So going to the same bars and right. Everybody sleeps with everybody. Very like, repetitive. People just, it's just drugs and yeah. criminal activity, and like that's why I got out of there and right. left and came out here. Yeah, I mean, that's a good thing to get away from. I'm sure that shit is fun for a little bit. Like, I'm there's has to be some... I mean, there's obviously, like, when I was younger, I wasn't doing nothing. I wasn't breaking light bulbs over bitches' heads, but, uh, you know, I was, in, I was into some Rough Rider shit for a little while, but there's something attractive about it. You know, there's something that, you know, when you're at that age, when especially in that, like, 16, 17, 18-year-old range, you know, like, there's something that's just, you know, it's provocative about that lifestyle. It's very strange. Like, the adrenaline is very high. You enjoy doing the things that are against the grain, things that are quite illegal. There's also like that internal safety net. Like you're probably just going to, you know, the the cops are going to pick you up and take your ass home. Like you're not 18 yet. So you're not entirely responsible for your actions unless you fucking like murder somebody. Right. So you could just fucking wild out. Well, and it didn't help that my father was an attorney. Yeah. Like, hey, pops, just wondering real quick, random (laughs) thought. If I were to throw a blade in the direction of somebody and it hit them, but it was an accident, where would I be? God damn it. God damn it, Lexi. <laughs> yeah. Um, like my high school graduation was like one of the biggest parties thrown. And, uh, oh, I bet there, like I had six beer pong tables, like oh, three shit. kegs, a DJ, a big ass house or something. Yeah. We were out. Um, like my parents had a modular home and then had a what's basement a, built on it. Like what's a modular it. home. Um, not like a mobile home, but like bigger, like a double wide modular. Okay. And then like, we built like a huge wraparound, like deck. There was a huge shop. Um, there was a basement. So we converted it into an actual, like huge house. It was like 4,400 square feet. Damn. Out on six acres. There was probably like 300 cars out of my house. Like it's a function. Oh yeah. How did that, how did that end? Uh, well, again, some gang members. Some gang banging ICP motherfuckers out here in Wyoming. Um, all show. These up. goddamn gang bangers in Wyoming always stirring up trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and like this black dude's tooth got knocked out. There was Ooh. a fight. Like people left. They were coming back with guns. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You got to shoot somebody if they're taking your teeth. That's just disrespectful. Yeah. You know, it- you got to handle that. You got to handle that. It was, it was pretty crazy, and, like, my dad was staying at a hotel because... Your dad knew about it. Yeah, but he couldn't technically right, know right, about it because there was minors. Correct. So my mom was there, and she's getting down playing beer pong. And the librarian. Yep. What the fuck? 
my parents are like so like clutch. Yeah, yeah. My mom's like this total hippie now, likes to smoke weed. Um has gone to Denver, Colorado with me to yeah, go buy get some drugs. Weed, yeah. Like I told my dad I'm gonna go be a part of the cartel and there you go. And my mom goes, oh, Thriving just, business. Yeah. That cartel there. I told him, I said, Well, I'm gonna get a bunch of money from it. Like, don't yeah. you want like Yeah. A Bugatti, and he's like, "Oh no, Porsche will do." You don't think you don't think the fucking risk is too high to go work with the cartel? No, we love once. Did buddy. you have like an in with the cartel? That's why you thought you were gonna go work for him, or were you just gonna drive down and to well, Baja Mexico and just wander around until somebody wanted to shove cocaine up your ass? Um, I kind of had an in, like <laughs> the weatherman. Oh my god. <laughs> And I can't say his name because he actually... You fucking better not on my podcast if this nigga's tied to the cartel. I can't like They're say They're going to be like, name. excuse me, what is podcast poppy? Because <laughs> he's actually a... Um, Weatherman. A national... What is he, the senator too? No. Oh, he's like... Na- oh, it's like... Oh, he went from like, like local to right, Colorado right. and now he's like a national... Damn, Jaina... That's a good drug dealer right there. He was well, using his money to invest in his career. That's what we'll tell him. And nobody would ever thought, like, yeah. you don't think the dude who's like... You know, Gary, Gary, Channel 3. He's <laughs> awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, I get all my heroin from him. He's awesome. Love that guy. Yeah, nobody would ever thought. I mean... That's true. It's very true. So, so what have you done since you've been back in Reno? What are you doing now? Not well, right now. What were you doing? Actually, you know what? So you came back to Reno and you were in, in Reno, right? Came back from Wyoming. You've been in Reno ever since? No, so I... Oh, shit. There's chapters went, to this bitch. <laughs> I was born here, lived here for a little bit, then moved to Wyoming, okay. then got the fluorescent light hit over me, yep. then moved out here for 10th grade, Copy. and then I moved back to Wyoming, of course. graduated. After all of this conversation, I was expecting you to go back to Wyoming. And um, I attempted college a couple times. Dropped out, eh, whatever. And then I got a DUI, got put on like supervised. In in Wyoming? Yeah. How are they about that? How is it there? Like if you get a DUI, are they they intense? Are they lenient? Like California, they'll fucking crucify you. Um, They're kind of more so relaxed. But the thing is, is my dad's office was above like drug court like the dealer reporting like where you had to go take piss test right and so i had worked for him for four years so i was homies with all those people oh my God, <laughs> and so like i would like come ha- up and i'd be like what is happening on this podcast oh <laughs> <laughs> my fucking my <laughs> mic bar needs some wd-40 dude <laughs> jesus um so i was friends with all of them so i right. was like yo is it gonna be a piss test or breathalyzer they're like you know we can't tell you that. I'm like, come on. Come on. And they'd be like, pissed us. I'm like, all right, peace out. I'm going to go like get a like, drink and yeah, like yeah. chug this real quick from Alpen Glow. It's like this spiritual, you know, place where you could get the drinks and right. like urine. detoxes. Yeah. 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 Like and so shot. mine, like, because I actually went in to the bar with those people, all of them, before I was even 21. These people that are testing you? This is a weird town. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows everybody, and yeah, obviously, like, okay, the people you go get drug tested for if you get a DUI are the same people you're getting drunk with at the bar. Yeah, before I'm 21. Under 21. But it's because my dad's law office was like right above. Right, so you knew them all. That's crazy. 
So did you get off on this Dewey or what? Um, so I got what's called a 301. 301. 301 is basically a get out. 281 And Mike Jones might go on the low because Mike Jones about to blow. Sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, so the 301 <laughs> <laughs> is a basically get out of jail free card. Okay. And if you do like the requirements, and mine was a year of supervised probation, and okay. I jumped through all of the hoops, then the charge gets dismissed off my record. Hmm. Now, only some states have this. Okay. And you have to ask for it. Like lawyers, They won't offer it to you. No, public defender won't tell you about it, and lawyers sometimes don't even know about it. But you had Pops, who was an ace in the hole. Yeah. But I should have lost it because I got a probation revocation. You violated your probation? Well, yeah, because I was like still going to raves and <laughs> doing cocaine and smoking weed. Jesus. And they frowned upon the cocaine, but the weed they weren't right. too mad about. So I was supposed to lose it. And so we're sitting like second. I went to treatment twice. I was only supposed to be on a year. I was on like almost two years. We're sitting in court, and they asked my probation officer, did she complete everything, yada, yada, yada. He was like, yeah, with flying colors, and he left. Yeah. And then the judge asked, didn't she have a 301? And the DA goes, yeah. He goes, well, didn't she complete it? And he goes, flipping through his pages, well, yeah. He goes, okay, case dismissed. And my dad goes, shut up, shut up, shut up, get the fuck up, shut up, Yeah, just leave, just leave. Let's get out of here. We're walking out and he goes, never in the 27 years that I've been an attorney have I ever seen somebody still get to keep their like 301 after they got a probation revocation. What? Because I was supposed to lose that, get the charges and have an additional time added on. Right. Damn. Okay. So you got, got off Scott clean. You're a fucking secret agent. Yeah. Like that dude at the end of the movie. Like, listen, this is how it's going to go. Someone's going to knock on that door and tell you to let me go here in a second. Crazy criminal. And then that's when, after all of that happened, I decided to get on a one-way plane ticket and come out here. Back to Reno. Yes. Okay. Because, I mean, I had done some ill shit, like setting Sounds like it out here. Set motherfuckers up, getting light bulbs broke over your head. Yeah. I had a crazy childhood. You were tripping about me killing you. (laughs) When you came here. Because I'm a good, decent person oh, now. Yeah. Oh, you're just a loving little teddy bear, huh? Yeah, yeah. I still got some. I mean. So you've been out in, so you've been out in Reno here ever since. Like since six then, years since now. So, so the main reason I brought you on, not the main reason, but when I reached out to you, I was like, I was talking about OnlyFans. So like. Oh, it, it, there's a, there's a, it leads up to it. Yeah. How did, uh. You know, we're six years later. Like, where are you at right now? You know, you do do OnlyFans, but do you do, before we even get into that, do you do other stuff as well? Because I've been seeing, I was like looking at your Instagram, look like you've had, you've had jobs and shit like that. You're cruising. And like, I feel like there's this, I don't know. I just want to clear up any kind of misconception because <laughs> like people be talking about OnlyFans girls who would like just don't work or, you know what I mean? Or only one type of chick, whoop-de-woo. But so... So what else do you do besides, what do you do other than that? So when I first moved out here, like I, I worked out at Amazon. I work for the school district. I was a gymnastics coach. I, what 
else did I do? I worked at a casino. I mean, I was working like four jobs. So were you jumping around or did you just have multiple jobs at one time? I had multiple jobs at one time. And then I got a job at the bank. Mm -hmm. And they said, you have to clear your availability because you work 10-hour shifts and we're open seven days a week. Because it was a branch inside of a grocery store. I said, okay. So I quit all those jobs. I'm waiting on my background check to go through and it's taking forever. And I'm like, I need money and I need right. it quick. So I'm like, man, it's not a small town. I don't know anybody here because right. I really didn't grow up here. Yeah. And so I decided to go be a dancer Yeah. for Dennis Hoff. Dennis Hoff? What's Dennis Hoff? Hugh Hefner is a playboy, right? Okay. Dennis Hoff is the bunny ranch. Oh, the Bunny Ranch out like in uh, out east. Okay, like, I didn't know there was dancers out there. So the like I thought the, the ranch was just a brothel. Yeah, for the working girls. So there is when you it's out in Mound House is where the famous Bunny Ranch HBO show is. So when you're going out towards Mound House on the left hand side, if you're like going up from Carson going up the hill, on the left hand side is the Bunny Ranch, the famous one. Mm-hmm. That's where all the top working girls stay at well on the right hand side there's more there's called the kit kat ranch the love ranch really and then another one so there's three are those th- are those three like a farm like are you if you do really well at those other three and you're killing and you become like high profile then you go to the ranch or like do people just go straight to the ranch like they're the best of the best that come from everywhere in the world um, how does that work out over there it all kind of um, depends. Like, are chicks getting drafted to go to the ranch? Yeah. Really? Because, so, so on the right-hand side is mm-hmm. those other three ranches. While out there is also a strip club, and it's called um, Madame Suzette Red Light Cabaret. Okay. So I started dancing there. Okay. <laughs> so i was a banker during the day and cashed your paycheck (laughs) and then i this is fucking gold at night time and took the fucking money then too you were a fucking banker clerk by day stripper by night yeah that is fucking hilarious (laughs) for a year straight and nobody knew really yeah because nobody's gonna be like hey lexi (laughs) we had fun the other night well there was a couple people like who recognized me and i said shh Right. like my managers don't know yeah, and yeah, like yeah. they were like super cool about it right of course and there was like a couple like people are making their deposits and they're like you are really familiar i'm like with their wife just making a huge mistake <laughs> i feel like i've met you before and you're like no i don't think so no nope, not at all have no clue whatsoever so dancing at this place first of all i feel like it's the ranch is kind of out in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah so what's the strip club like because I know the ones in town. There's a couple good ones. Like Fantasy Girls is a good one. Gentlemen's Club is good. Is it like a is it like a nice strip club? Like what kind of caliber strip club is it? It's it's like low key. Like it's out in the middle of nowhere and like one stage? Yeah. One stage. But the whole like atmosphere of it of like it's like locals and a lot of people go to go to the brothels. Right. And I mean, you have to pay like a hundred dollars just for like a hand job over there a hundred dollars a handy yeah like girls what? can set their own prices on yeah. certain things so how does that how does that work <laughs> i've not, i haven't been to the i haven't been to the ranch 
You've never been there? No, no. I don't pay for pussy. Oh, my God. I should take you out there. All right, what? I feel yeah. like I'm going to lose. No, you can do tours. Too- you can just do a tour. What? Yes. <laughs> okay. Actually, yes. I'm super down to do a tour. Okay. Be, yeah. 100%. Okay. So- I would die for that experience. Okay, I'm going to take you. Since you took my But I'm not cast, spending $100 for a fucking handy. No, you don't have to do that. How much is a blowjob? It all depends. Like, the girls can set their own prices. Okay, so give me, like, an average ballpark. Uh, blowjob. Like, $300. Okay, so then what's the next step up? Uh, like, 500000 Is sex, like, the next level? Like, candy, blowjob? You can get anything you want. Any wild, crazy fantasy you can get. What's more expensive, pussy or ass? Like anal or pussy? What's more expensive? It depends on the female. Really? So if I went to go work there, I could be like, I've never done anal. That's $20,000 because I've never done it. There's nobody getting charged thousands of dollars to fuck. Is there? You can set whatever price you want. What's the highest price you've ever heard for uh, fucking? They, the girls typically don't ever talk about that. You know, though. Come on. You know a little something, something in there. Well, it was crazy because, like, one of the top, like, working girls who's famous, like, her bank account was at the bank that I worked at, and she would come in with, like, $40,000, like, check, and be like, oh, it was a slow week. I'm like, what? And I would look at her account, like, oh, what the fuck does this lady spend stuff on? And it's all, like, Amazon and just ordering shit offline. Just a regular chick just ordering off Amazon? And yeah. Stuff? That's wild. She drives like a what? brand new Mercedes and has a fat oh. ass house. Is there like a, is there like, you can't just like, you can't just like stroll up in there and like f- fuck a chick. Like what's the screening process like? So, okay. So whenever you, and it's, it's actually a cool experience. Like whenever you're driving up to the ranch, like right. there's this like long road and like there's like signs that have bunnies humping like each other as you're going. <laughs> and then it'll be like. 69 miles per hour just kidding 25 yeah yeah, yeah. and there's like another sign that says bunnies at play okay i mean so it's kind of like even just driving up is a cool experience yeah and then the the brothel like the bunny ranch is pink and it's got a gate all the way around it Mm -hmm. and so whenever you get out of your car you have to go up to the gate and you have to press a buzzer and it goes and then somebody will unlock the gate and then you can go in okay immediately when you go in there's basically like a bouncer and you show them your id and then you say like i want to see the lineup and so the no like rush hour like rush hour two like when they like open up the sliding doors and there's just bitches just sitting there yep. you just get to pick yep so whenever the lineup, you don't gotta like pee in a cup or they don't check your dick for bumps or nothing like that i don't I don't, I never worked on that side, so I don't necessarily know like how that goes, but so they'll like ring a bell and in the girls' room, they'll hear the buzzer and all the girls will come out and they'll like horse you around and they'll all, and then all the girls will introduce themselves. Right. Hi, I'm this person. Hi, I'm this person. Hi, I'm this person. And then you get to choose. I want to talk to her and I want to talk to her. And then you can go up to the bar and you guys sit there and negotiate prices of what you want. Yeah. Um, you can do a tour and do um, go around the whole facility. There's like different rooms. There's like a, a medical room. What? Um, so people are paying for fantasy out there too? Yeah. Oh, people are paying top dollar. Yeah. There's like dominatrix chicks who 
Is it like what's the what's the actual facility like? Like, is it a nice building? Yeah, it's like old school, like the red velvet. Right. Um. You know the brothel style, like really dim lit. Yeah. yeah. Red velvet. Like an old western, almost, if you would. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. And like each girl has their own room, and they can decorate it however they want. What? Yeah, they get to pick their own bed, bedding. There's um, a bathroom, I think, in each room. And then there's like there's like a jacuzzi room. There's a medical setup room. Yeah, yeah. There's like a, a librarian room. Like What? Yeah, there. I mean, you can, anything you want. Right, right. Like you can have. So you were out in that game. You're a stripper by night, a banker by day. Yeah. You're like a superhero with high heels. <laughs> you could say that. And it, it was cool because... Batman with a nice ass. <laughs> it was cool because I had actually met this... This chick was so fucking beautiful. Yeah. And she actually was a psychologist in Texas. And uh, she actually came one night to... When I was dancing, she came over to the dancing and she goes, this is really hard. I'm like, what? She goes, you know, when I'm at the brothel, guys come to me and right. say what they want. Like, when you're dancing, like, you basically have to go up to the people and hustle yourself. Yeah, you got to pull it out of them. So, like, she was having a hard time with it. And uh, we were talking and getting to know each other. I mean, she had the near teeth, like, boob job, perfectly tanned. She had yeah. diamonds all over and she had told me, she was like, yeah, I'm a psychologist. I can make a bunch of money. Like, my kids are grown and, like, going to college. But I had, like, a slip up and had a kid, like, mm -hmm. 16 years later, like, after, you know, my right. other kids. And she goes, um, like, my first husband, who I had my, you know, kids with, like, we divorced. And I was doing well for myself. And then I met this guy. And he was, like, a boy toy. And I got knocked up. Yeah. And, like... I guess they went their own separate ways and she was hurting for cash. And so every single month she would do a business trip and come out here. And she goes, well, I'm just tired of men. And I, you know, I don't want my ex-husband. I don't want this boy toy, but I want to get my fix. Right. So why not come out here for a week and make like $50,000, get my get fix fucked, and then go home. Really? I mean, yeah, it makes, I mean, it makes like, I don't know. There's this, there's this aggressive negative narrative towards like the objectification of, of women, but it's almost like, I feel like there should be some leniency for the freedom that now women are at the place where if you want to look at it through the lens of objectification, it's their choice. Like if I do want to go out there and I want to see some, if I want to go and flaunt my shit and a dude picks me and I use him for this and he uses me for this, but he's fucking paying me, then who the fuck is anybody to tell them what to do? Okay, I got a good theory on this. Okay, talk to me. So my whole thing is, is I think that Dennis Hoff is one of the smartest guys that, I mean, R.I.P. Because I actually met him. He really? would come into the club every Wednesday um, with his girlfriend and his top dancers. And they would come in the corner and my manager would be like, Lola, come on. Like Lola? 
Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hold on. Talk to me now. Lola. That was your stage name? Yes, it was. Like, well, did you have a last name? No. Like it, Lola Licks? Lola, Lola Bunny. Luscious? Lola Bunny. Yeah. Hi, I'm Elba Fudd. Yeah, I got um, named by one of the top dancers. Um, Her name, I won't say her name, Um, but she made thousands of dollars. My first night, I made like $1,200. Like, dude. It was like VIP back to back to back. And we had. So, so when, let me, let me ask you something. You're, you're a banker, right? Uh-huh. How did you fall on like there's there's many there's many nighttime trades, especially here in Reno. You know, food and beverage is booming, the bar is booming, shows are booming, things like that. Strip clubs are booming. How did you how did you fall on one stripping and two stripping out there? Because um when I moved back here mm-hmm. um to live with my biological mom, she was living out in Dayton. Okay. And not a lot of people know where Dayton is. Yeah, I know Bumfuck, Dayton. Egypt, there's nothing out there. Correct. So there wasn't much to choose from of going to be a bartender or right, right. Okay. So you weren't in Reno, you were you were out in the cuts. Yeah. So yes, I would be dancing and like on Wednesdays and he would come with his girlfriend all the top dancers and then my song and they would sit there in the corner, arms crossed, and just kind of like judge the fuck yeah, out of the dancers yeah yeah and the second i came out Pick, picking the crop huh and my song came on they would all get up and go to my stage really and then that's when the night started like to get popping yeah, yeah. well that must have been dope yeah yeah and um so did you so did you do it because you knew it was going to be the best financial turnaround you know you're going to work you're going to work short hours you're going to work in an isolated place where nobody will really know what you're doing and you're going to make a ton of money. Yeah, it was actually the funnest year of my entire life yeah. because I didn't really know anybody out here except for the, you know, the some friends that I went to Demonte Ranch with. Right. And then I made hella money. So why is it do you think why is why is it that strippers get a bad rap? Because a lot of them think that they there's daddy issues, right, like right. oh all these chicks have daddy issues right. or, or struggling or this is their last yeah chance. or they're all like strung out on drugs and all of that, and like my strip club none of the girls were doing drugs. No, I mean some of them had their like issues, problems. but who doesn't? But you who find do- you'd find that in a fucking cubicle office too. Right, but. You know, I didn't have daddy issues. My fucking father was an attorney. Right. Like, my mother was a librarian. I came from a good home. I also, it's funny to me because I actually had this discussion with, with a girlfriend of mine. And she was kind of bad-mouthing strippers. And my uh, my homegirl, Raina, she used to dance at this place called Fantasy Girls. And she was just plugged up there. Everybody knew her. Like, And, and the people who worked there were awesome. They're great people. And so we, it's turned into, when I was out here, you know Fantasy Girls? Actress? Uh-huh. Yeah. So it turned into, like, we would just slide there. That's where we would go. Like, Friday, Saturday night, if we wanted to go grab a couple of drinks, most people would go to, like, Midtown and hit Z-Bar or something like that or the chapel. We would slide to Fantasy Girls. Yeah. We'd get in for free, no cover, right? We'd only have to pay for a couple of our drinks. we just sit at the back. The strippers all knew us, so they weren't, like, hounding us for dances and shit like that. Like, we knew most of them, and, you know, we would grab them, and they would come to us if we wanted to dance, which, which was rare. We just kicked it there. But... um, 
I was having this conversation and they're like, you know, bad mouthing strippers. And I'm like, you know, I, I try to tell them like a lot of this, a lot of the girls, this is, this is not, it's not a permanent fix. And I'm like, how many side jobs have you had? She's like, I've had multiple side jobs. Like I work hard for my money and you know, I put the hours in and this and the other. I'm like, so why are you working a side job? And she's like, you know, I got to save money to do this. Like a lot of it's save capital to make the moves mm -hmm. to, to put yourself in a better situation. I'm like, that's exactly what that person is doing. That's exactly what that woman is doing. She found a higher by hour paying job. She works low hours and makes a lot of money. And 90% of the time we're either selling product or working for a company that's selling product. Mm -hmm. Right. And now this woman has come to the conclusion that my product has had demand to the unlimited amount since we stood upright before that, when it comes to animals, Neanderthals, homo sapiens, like, like the physical attraction and sex in the body has had demand forever. Mm -hmm. There will always be demand and your supply you can't run out of. There's no overhead. You can't give it away. If you're doing it properly, right? Like if you're doing it safely in the club or you're doing it out at the ranch and you're not, it's not some crazy situation. Like no one can take it from you. It's yours. Mm -hmm. You don't have to maintenance it if you would like renew it. It's you as a human being. So you can't run out of your product with no overhead and people will spend tons and tons and tons of money. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why? Like, why why do it's so funny to me that some strippers get a bad rap i think it's just that they swallowed the pill aren't listening to the social norms of society and they're like yo if i do this for x amount of time i can save dumbass fucking capital i'm gonna graduate whatever i'll just do this for a year on my last year and then i'll make a move i'll move out here i'll buy this house i'll buy this car i'll invest in this business like i think a lot of um people who talk down on it are like maybe sometimes like disgusted like oh like why would you put yourself out there like that and not respect yourself yada 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 and I mean come on from back way back when you wore an A on your fucking outfit if you cheated and was adulter right you know right we've come so, so far, far. And you Since get to that. make you get to make a choice. And also it's like, who the fuck is someone else to judge your experience? Like right. if you're on stage and someone throws ones at you, someone might find that disgusting and disrespectful and objectifying. But someone else might not. And so like someone else's reaction can't match like there's this generality. Like it's one answer and one answer for all, which is which is wrong. Like, you can 100% think that it's wrong and not want to do it and think it's objectifying. But why knock it until you try it? Correct. Or why knock it at all? That's just somebody exactly. else's choice. It's just like Is it racism. affecting your life? Yeah, unless you, like, lost your husband to a fine-ass stripper or something like that. <laughs> then I can see Then I can... I'll, I'll right. hear you out. I'll hear you out. Right. But, I mean, everything in this world is basically getting put into different categories Old versus young, right. whites versus black, um, professional versus unprofessional. It's like, who the hell cares? Yeah. Why, if it doesn't affect you in your life, like, why the fuck do you even care about it? Yeah, stay out of the way. Yeah. And you know what I, so going back to why I think that Dennis is a phenomenal man is because one, I actually knew him before he passed away, and he was very respectful 
Very yeah. nice. I made a ton of fucking money from him and all of his girls. Put you in a better situation. Yeah. Put me in a better situation. And the thing is, is he is a legal pimp. I don't wanna and, I don't wanna scare you, but I'm gonna start sipping. So, yeah. You know, oh yeah, go I'm ahead. I'm doing my drinking, you know. I'm at home, so <laughs> But the thing is, it's like, okay, God forbid if I ever had a daughter, a sister, a niece, and the thing is is that's the route she wanted to go? Because let's let's be honest, sex sells. Mm-hmm. Guys can go sex out. Sex sells the best. Yeah, guys go out, can go out without a GED, a high school diploma, and go work out on the oil rigs because mm-hmm. that's all there is for guys to do out in Wyoming, pretty right. much. But also, and, like, but also to put the sexist aside, like a dude can go out and work on an oil rig because that's no fucking easy job, and that takes some biological strength that a woman might lapse in, but. On the flip, you got a female who can go out and do what you're talking about. I couldn't do that. Like, there's no strip club that has, like, fat nigga Fridays. And, like, <laughs> I just hit the stage, and they're just like, oh, look at that 260-pound dad-bodied, ooh, upper middle class looks good tonight. Like, I'd throw you a 50 or 100. That means a lot, dude. Of course. I've been trying to shake my ass for money for a minute, dude, but I just can't do it. I ain't got it like you. Fuck, I'm out here losing. <laughs> dad bod's getting in, though. People are getting into the dad yeah, bod. Yeah, they are. You know? Like, I lift enough weights. Like, I played college football, so there's a lot of leftovers. Uh-huh. And then I lift enough weights just so people are like, I, I'm pretty sure that guy goes to the gym. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he just drinks a lot of milk or he goes to the gym. But that's a big guy. Is that what yeah, you thought? You look pretty swole. See? I'm not. But just enough. <laughs> just enough for the outlines. Like, huh. He might... Maybe. You could be a linebacker. I was a running back. Oh. And, uh, many, many pounds ago. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is a guy can go out there and make $100,000 without a GED or a high school diploma right. doing that. And a woman, without going to get like a nursing degree or not even teachers make that, you know, um, what can a girl go out and make that kind of money? Teachers don't make shit. I know. It's sad. That that is that is one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh yeah. Educators educators don't make shit. And they should because they should be some of the highest paid professions in this country. Oh yeah, because those are the people who are creating and developing the children who are the like going to be the next generation. They're like, molding generational wealth. That's what they're doing. Yeah. You know, so People who go to universities, a, a vast majority of them, one or either, they might have parents or something like that who have gone to a university, but there's a good chance it's a different university. Mm-hmm. They go in for different experiences and different knowledge that they can bring back into their home, and it brings in like this generational diversity. Like Colleges are somewhat undiverse, but there are still, it's still the fact remains that there are people from all over the world, and you cannot control the train of thought. So the creativity cannot be suppressed there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people from everywhere. You're talking, you're in the cafeteria, you're at the gym, you're at the shows, you're at the local things, whatever the case may be. You're in different majors, general ed classes, like you're mixing and mingling and, and the diversity, even though on paper it might not be as uh, as attractive as you think when you're mingling with these people on a daily basis. Like that shit is, that shit is irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a priceless piece of currency, that type of education. Dramatic, dramatic pause for the blood smoke. 
so the million other directions we're going. What I was trying to say is I totally think that if I had a daughter or niece, I wouldn't want her like going out on the streets of like Chicago or LA or Houston and getting drugged and beat the shit out of by her pimp or something like that. Right. I would rather her if she wants to go sell her body because you can make a fuck ton of money doing that. Yeah. If that's the way you want to go, do it safely because at the brothels, you get your own room. You There's like chefs that come in and make you meals. You get tested once a week and you can make a fuck ton of money. Yeah, you're taken care of. And if it, you do it safely and do it correctly. Yeah. And like what better like place and solution to go to a brothel than be out on the streets where you could yeah. get diseases or, you know, get drugged or roofied and end up in a fucking ditch dead. Yeah. I would rather. Big facts. Them go to a safe environment and do that if that's exactly what they want to do. As they should. So, what made you go from, what What made you go to OnlyFans and not back to stripping? Because um, I'm getting, so when I was dancing, that was basically. Are you about to say you're getting older? Yeah. Dude, you haven't even peaked yet, dude. I know. A female does not hit their, like, you, you look great. and oh, and you, you. You look great, but truly, like women biologically do not hit their stride until they're like 35. Like women take much longer to develop. Their maturity grows much, much faster than a male. But when it comes to physique and body and things like that, and, and like you're chilling. She says, as I get older, <laughs> well, I guess 29, <laughs> I guess when I first came out here, I, I was one of those people that was like scared and skeptical, but I was like, fuck it. Why not? Like I've never yeah. like thought that like, like, when I was in Wyoming, that was never an option because everybody I went to fucking school with would have seen me. Right. But when I came out here, I needed money. I needed it quick. And it was the best year of my life. I got drunk for free every night. Turned up. Made hella money. Through OnlyFans or at the strip no, club? at the strip club. At the strip club. And then I got in. I got out. I got all of my bills paid up. All my debt knocked out. And got back on track. And then... I got out of that scene. Um, met somebody, started dating that person, and then that kind of, he was financially like sinking ship. And so I got out of that relationship. And then I got told about, <laughs> it leads up to, I guess I've just kind of tried everything. Right. Um, because... One of my girlfriends I was watching, I don't know, CBS or one of those fucking shows, Fox News or something. Yeah, yeah. And there Saw was somebody making bank on OnlyFans? <laughs> no, before uh, this. Oh, okay, okay. Before this, um, somebody said there was an episode about this website called Miss Travel. Miss Travel is like super wealthy yeah. people going on trips and they offer it to people to go and one of my friends was like Lexi Lexi like you are the most like friendly no stranger danger like you could go on some fucking trips you should check out this site yeah sure as shit I checked out that site 
and I went to Cancun for a week with somebody I didn't really know. And that was like an experience of a fucking lifetime. Yeah. Well, then there. Loved Cancun. <laughs> you said Cancun? Yeah. Cancun, oh, I love Cancun for a week. All expenses paid. Mm-hmm. I went and swam with whale sharks. I saw Circus Delay. What? Yeah. Damn. What so, site is this? Let me write this down. <laughs> Miss Travel. Th- about to throw my ass around on Miss Travel. <laughs> Miss Travel? Yeah. Like M-I-S-S. That is sexist. Miss Travel. Because you don't, you don't, you don't think that women would pay for me to trip. Yeah, you're right. Actually, no, no. Actually, there might. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked on the others like side as if women take men, but I know a lot of wealthy men. Oh, yeah. Offer trips oh, yeah. all the time. So I went and I did that. Mm-hmm. Fucking fabulous sign in Cancun. Well, then there was a sister site to that called Seeking Arrangements. And that's a sugar daddy website. Right. And so I was like, fuck, I'll try this site out. And <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, you yeah, only live sh- once. Yeah, so sugar daddy. If you not? could get a sugar daddy, it'd be lit. I would love a sugar mama. And I've met a lot of very wealthy, crazy people. Like, I've gotten picked up in a fucking plane and flown around Tahoe, what? done barrel rolls and backflips, landed, had breakfast and mimosas, flew back down, got dropped off in Carson, given a couple hundred dollars, and went on my merry way. What the f- Yo, I, I think that's crazy. <laughs> like, in a, in a, I hope this doesn't make me sound, like, shallow, but, like, there's things that you you go and do that you want to go and do as a single man, mm-hmm. right? Or just as a human being. Like there's places you want to go, places you want to visit, experiences that you want to have. Like I want to go skydiving or snorkeling or go to Mexico or go to Europe, you know? There's things that you want to do. Go to a sports game. But you're single. But if you have a ton of money, like a big a big thing that makes dates fun and it's like makes the experience the best is when you're with a female or male, whatever it is that you're liking is. But like if you're with a female and you know, that female's just having a great time and you're having a great time and that female's all about you and you're all about that female. Like that's why cats like they pay hella money just for like to have a date. Like, mm-hmm. man, this would be so much funner. Like going to this San Jose sharks game would be so much fucking funner in this luxury box if i had a female on my arm and we're having a great time drinking watching the game like and if that costs like a thousand dollars and a thousand dollars is nothing to me like why not why not like that would be a good time like i love doing that that's why girls get invited to go places right oh yeah you know what i'm saying like that's why like if you go to a festival and you have like 20 dudes you're not gonna be like don't invite any chicks like (laughs) no like the trip would be way fucking better if you had females with you like so it's like, damn, there's, you know, that, that shit is lit. I, I feel like, oh man, I don't know if this is right to say, but I would do that. Yeah. Cause a lot of them don't like, they're not expecting sex at all. They're literally just paying you for a date. Right. Mm-hmm. That is wild. Well, when I was dancing in the strip club, like I learned that men go to a strip club for like three different reasons. The first reason is like they're turning up with their fucking boys. Yep. It's a bachelor party. They're going balls to the wall, getting fucking drunk, having a good time. Right. Then there are, yes, the like weirdo perverts, like can't really get anything in the corner. (laughs) Those are kind of weird. (laughs) What the fuck? 
What the fuck? You're so lucky there's no video of this podcast. You're so lucky. She said, fuck it over the corner. Oh, there's those ones. And then Woo. the last one. And then this is like what hit home for me. Because mind you, I cannot fucking dance for anything. And you I can't would, dance? Oh, no. Well, how are you a stripper? I got a good mouthpiece. Oh, shit. So you didn't even go on stage much. Oh, no, I went on there and like being a gymnast, like I can do like hella tricks and stuff like that. But my yeah. hip and yeah. music coordination was yeah. not good at all. And I would straight tell the guys like, yo, I fucking suck at dancing. <laughs> but I'll sit here and take hella fucking shots with you and turn up. What the fuck? And, uh, but that last and third like key ingredient is like guys are like, meant to be strong and manly and not show any emotion like right. suck it up like you know don't cry like pussies cry mm-hmm. blah 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 and so like guys can't really like fall apart i feel like guys are getting i feel like we're getting a lot better though i feel yeah. like as a, as a population it's getting a lot better that that men are men are allowed to be in touch with with, with things that are a little more emotional than usual but you are right there's still a a, a very big cloud over men about like that so what happens like when you get your heart broken or your chick like cheats on you or screws you over or you know financially fucks you or or whatever the case may be like can you do you feel comfortable going to your homies and be like yo like my fucking heart is broke like i want to fucking ball my eyes out i feel like uh i feel like I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have that worry because I feel like the homies that I have around me and the family that I have around me, like grieving is a unique thing, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, you just kind of got to go with your emotions and however it is that you properly need to grieve is the way that you need to grieve. As long as it's like, as long as it's a safe and and sane way. And, but it's, it doesn't matter how unique the way is like, however you got to grieve is how you got to grieve and your homies got to back that up. Right. You know what I'm saying? But but like sometimes like a successful CEO of a company, you know, they don't necessarily have that. Like they're, you know, they're the person that's supposed to be leading and giving direction. Like they can't fall apart and it's not like they can go to like a library or a grocery store and be like, I'm falling apart. Can I like talk to you? Like a female be like, what the fuck? Like you weirdo, like get away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's easy for a man to go into a strip club because when a guy walks in, like strippers are trained to like flock and go to him. Right. So a guy doesn't even have to do anything. A woman will come up and give her attention to him. But it's at a price, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, but they walked in the door to pay that price. Right. That shit is a mutual agreement. Right. And but it's sad that like some men that that's their only solution or their only option to go to a strip club because they don't have anybody that they can sit and talk to it's rough out here yeah there's <laughs> there's a lot of people who who don't have that person and especially with covid and everything going on like i'm sure that number is much higher mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so i made a lot of money and actually had a <laughs> lot of guys pay you know, because there's rotation and you have to go on stage when your song comes up and right. like you go, go, go. And but if you get pulled to a VIP, you don't have to dance. Right. I got pulled to so many VIPs. 
just to sit there and talk and basically like be a counselor for guys. What? You just got to be sh- like wrapped up on him and hella close to him and he'll just spill his guts. Yeah. Damn. You be pressing some niggas buttons, huh? Oh yeah. What's the weirdest shit you've ever heard? Like in, in the VIP booth, I feel, I look at it now as like a concession in like a yeah. church. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this, this one, it hits home the most. Oh, um, this shit. guy comes in. And I go up to him first, and I say, hey, how's your night going? And he's like, oh, you don't want to know. And I'm like, no, for real. Like, I do. Yeah. Like, I genuinely care. Like, he goes, oh, no. I'm like, come on. And he goes, well, can I at least buy you a drink? I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I said, so what's going on? And he goes, well, my wife and I have been married for the past 30 years. High school sweetheart. Our, like, third kid just went off to college. She had just gotten, she had just gotten cancer. I'd been with her to every single like chemotherapy, like treatment, everything. Like she didn't have to work. I, you know, doing overtime. I sold this collection. I mean, he just did everything to basically, you know, be the knight in shining armor for his wife. And, uh, they were going to lunch one day at this typical place that they always went and some guy in a suit walks up and slaps him with divorce papers. He had no idea this was coming. What? No idea whatsoever. He goes, I don't <laughs> Just know. Just invested a small fortune? Yeah. He goes, I, he goes, where did this come from? And I'm like, you know, he goes, is is there somebody else? I don't know. I don't know this lady. I said, but you know, my, my father had cancer and that chemo and the radiation, the chemicals really fuck with like people's head. And especially when somebody comes to like really close to their life ending, they start to sit there and contemplate like, am I happy? Did I get to do everything I wanted to do? And, And I was like, you know what, sir? Like, I sometimes like look at life as chapters. I said, maybe you were supposed to have this wonderful wife, raise your kids, and maybe you were supposed to be her knight in shining armor and be her basically like um, guardian angel and yeah. get her through that. I said, but maybe that was all you had to do. And yeah. maybe it, like you've done your job and it's now time for your next chapter in life. I said, so <laughs> you make a lot of money. That's rough because it's like, what? That's his, mu- that's his, you know. That's everything. I said, but you did your deed. Like you made, you never did a single thing wrong. I said, you make a lot of money, right? Like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, why don't you, since you've been taking care of her, why don't you put yourself first for once? Why don't you go out? And you treat your fucking self because you were just her guardian angel. Go treat yourself. Go to the fucking Bahamas. Go to Cancun. Find you some little sexy bitch and go drink Bahama Mamas on the beach mm. and turn up and have a good time. He goes, yeah, but it's, dude, it's so, dude, it's so much bigger than that at that moment in time. Like he dropped a small investment and, and a huge, a small investment in money, if you would, or a big investment to some people in money and a big investment in time to, in essence, really try to save this person's life. Like this person could have died of this. You know, that's why they're going through chemo. That's why they're going through radiation. 
and you invest all that and you dive all in and then right when it's over like you march through this thing together and they slap you with the with the like I don't want to be with you moving forward that shit is crazy no party is going to replace that that shit is damaging like I just saved your life mm-hmm. like and we're not saying like money like don't put a dollar amount on it but the fact that put that much resources into it I'll be hot. What? <laughs> the fuck is this vanilla envelope? What is this? Oh, hell no. Oh, you're going to love me. Oh, nope. You're going to love me. You're going to be married to me forever. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. But I had to sit here and steer him that like, you guys have been together for so long. You guys don't know anything else. Like, there's so many more fish out in the sea. Like, there's so much more life to live. This is the only person you know. Don't you want to know other people? I mean, like, do you like her daily routine every day? Do you like what she does? So You're getting complacent. I'm like, if if she's thinking that she needs to do more with her life, let her go out and find that. And you find that for yourself. So, So, with all that, how how did you how did you move the transition from dancing to OnlyFans? Well, after I did How long have you been doing OnlyFans? Like only like a week or two? Two weeks? That's Three it? weeks. And Three I'm like weeks? in the top like twenty percent. I've already made like a thousand dollars. You're in the top twenty percent? Yeah, it says like you're in the top twenty percent of all right. creators. Right. Damn, that is crazy. So you're two weeks in, you made a thousand bucks. I've been hearing that that people are making money off this shit. Oh yeah. So that shit is crazy. So how does it work? Like what? Like so you just sign up and what? What do you What do you post on that shit? I've never been on OnlyFans. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay. No, I think it's dope that people are fucking doing it, but like, is it like an app or like what is it? A it's a website like. I don't know if there's an app because I'm fairly new to it. And I guess to answer your question, how I got into it is anytime somebody says, hey, you should check this out. You could have a fun ass time doing this. You can make money doing this. I just go for it. Oh, Miss travel, <laughs> seeking arrangement. That only sounds... fans. What? Fuck it. I mean, you only live life one time. And that the thing is, dangerous. is I don't have a kid. I don't have a significant other. Right. I'm just kind of like doing my life and checking out anything and everything. Yeah, yeah. I've done every single job from working for an attorney, working at a halfway house, um, being a janitor, working at a casino, working in a warehouse, being a coach. I mean, I mean, you don't know until you try. Right. And so this is like the newest, hottest thing out. And so I just said, fuck it. I... Don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to do anything. And I'm not relying on anybody else. So like what 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 do you what do you fucking post on OnlyFans? So we'll go to this. I don't know like if there's how, a- like how how like what is the spectrum? Like can it be just like fully like what is it? Fully clothed pictures to like what's the extent? Like what do you put on there? Anything. Anything you, you could do straight up porno, what and put it on there. You could do porno on it, so I don't know if there's an app, 
um, but you can go on like Google, type it in, and you have to fill out, you know, name, age, make a username. And the cool thing about this is when you make your profile, you actually have to get a driver's license and hold your driver's license in front of you. Really? And take a picture and it has to go through a clearance. Right. So you're getting background checked. Yeah. You're getting background checked on OnlyFans? Yeah. So really? Yeah, and I think that's kind of cool because you know, there's so many scammers out there. Yeah. Like they're actually making sure that this is a legit person with a legit ID because you're getting a 1099 for it. Right. Like yeah. yeah. I got a 1099. I set my bank account yeah, up yeah, to yeah. it. Tax shut off. And uh so you have to get like cleared. So you set everything up, you take your picture, takes like a day or two to process and review. And then basically you can start and yeah. you add photos and you add captions. You so, so like, where do you, where do you start? Do you just start with like, do you start with like, I don't know how comfortable you are talking about it, but like, do you just start with like fully clothed pictures and then there, there's an album of like topless and then nude or like video or, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the, what's the extent? Like, well, so. Oh, that's the extent. <laughs> so, oh, shit. Like, I mean, go big or go home, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you can. That's one way to look at it. So I oh, basically shit. started out, you know, with like a teaser. Right. A teaser pick of. You know, because those are my legals. When you dance, you have to have a certain, um, like, inches to cover everything. So, you know, I did a teaser covering it all up and showing off, like, tattoos. Right, right. Nothing that you couldn't, like, put on Instagram, really. Right. And then... A little more in your face, little more in your face than Instagram, but, okay. And so, I, when I first started, I did, like three like of what I thought was like best like teaser picks. So I put up like three and then I would do like every other day, post a picture, throw in a video and I'm starting to get like more risky, risky, right. risky. And then like, I think I've waited like a week and then I'll drop like three or four pictures because uh-huh. you want to keep people in int- because people can pay for like a monthly membership. People pay for a monthly membership, huh? That shit is crazy. Like, I I think this thing is dope, and I think it's crazy how many chicks are making hella money, but damn, people are just paying to to just, like, is it it just, like, the rush that only only they can see you, or or only it's, like, it's a private thing? Like, do you do anything that's, like, interpersonal? Like, I I heard there was, like, custom things that you could do, too, for people. Yeah. Was that a video? Yeah. So that's just like in lingerie and because I have downstairs pierce. And so you can see like in the video, (laughs) shininess downstairs. And I like put like, can you guess what? Like look between my legs and like, can you see the sparkle? Can you guess what it is? And so like you try to get the crowd. um, Raring to go. Yeah. And so like that one was on my Instagram, but Mm. it was covered up. Right, right. And then I saw that one and I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I know this chick who does fucking OnlyFans. 
Yeah. And so when it, whenever you can set whatever amount to like your monthly subscription. Right. So like mine right now is like $10. I can go up to 15, right. 25, 35. Can, how often can you fluctuate it? At any time. Seriously. Uh huh. So have you fluctuated a lot? Or have you just stuck at 10? No, I've just kept it at 10. So $10 monthly subscription, like how much of that $10 do you get? Do you know? Um, they take 10%. They take 10%. So you get $9. You get $9 for every subscription. Yeah, so. So you have your primary balance, your pending balance, and then $10 be starting that work to eight. Okay, so they take 20. Uh, yeah, 20. That's not bad. Jesus, that's how many people have subscribed? Mm -hmm. And those are the pictures that you posted? Yep. And then they can also tip you. Right. So like on a couple pictures, like somebody tipped $10. Really? $25. And like you can have like exclusive like pictures. So say like I'm like doing a video and I'm going to like fully like finger myself. Right. I don't know. And uh, like I can start <laughs> and then I can cut yeah. the video off. Yeah. And then I can put in a private chat to see me do this. Right. $50. So if you want to see the rest of that video, you have to pay that $50. Shit. And people pay for that shit. Oh, yeah. You put the teaser on them. Yeah. And like there's people like who. They're paying for that shit, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like. Really? There's people who have sex and put it on there, who use toys. I mean, it's basically like porno right then and there. So you've done like one, pretty much only one nude photo, yeah. if you would. And that one nude photo didn't even have your face in it. And you've made $1,000 in two weeks? Mm-hmm. What? So people are out here making money off this shit. Oh, yeah. But this is a lot of like people from like back home who... Because, mind you, I used, <laughs> I did gymnastics and trained really hard. Mm -hmm. And then I came out here and I wasn't um, doing gymnastics. And I started, like, getting into, like, pain pills and smoking cigarettes. and <laughs> Pain pills and smoking cigarettes. <laughs> doing ecstasy and doing all this she other tried to She tried to sing it to make it sound way better, she said. <laughs> you and know, I was just getting into little stuff, like, pain pills and <laughs> ecstasy and, God damn. You know, it's a bigger city, so there's yeah. more things to do out here. Raves and um and I wasn't doing gymnastics and so and I had an eating disorder back then. Well not You had an eating disorder. I would throw my food out. Oh, bulimic. Mm-hmm. Man, that shit is serious. Because my you... coach always said lose five more pounds, ten more pounds. Your coach, and your coach for gymnastics? What was that? Your coach in gymnastics? Um, I did like a couple years ago. Yeah, but I'm saying like your coach I always told you to lose five pounds. Is that in gymnastics? Yeah. It was. Yeah, to basically be at your yeah. thinnest, best fit. Weren't you doing gymnastics when you were young though? Yeah. So you, 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 that shit came from early. How old were you when that shit was going on? Uh, when people were trying to get you to lose five pounds? That was probably when I was like 12, 13. Damn. And that shit caught up with you later, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh. And so because I was, you know, my body was so, like, used to, like, not having a lot of food, it would cling on to it. 
So after I was here in the 10th grade, I moved back to Wyoming in my 11th grade. I went from like a size like what I am right now, like 120. I jumped up all the way to 180 pounds. 180. Damn. You got to think I'm 5'2", so I look like a fucking Oompa Loompa. Dude, 5'2", 180. You can get drafted off those stats. <laughs> you can get drafted off that shit. Yeah, and people will be like... He's oh. the hardest hitting middle backer at 5'2", 180 pounds. Absolute savage, guess. Oh, yeah. I was... I mean, I could show you pictures, and you'd be like, that's not fucking you. I swear. Looking like the Grinch. You got that big-ass belly. You got a, you, Did you have a big belly? Yeah, and people... 180? That's 60 pounds. Yeah, people would be like, are you pregnant? I'm like, no, I'm just fucking fat, but thanks. I played ball at 225. I'm 260 now, so I know what that big jump feels like. And I'm like, I am, I am, I am bigger. Much bigger. I'll show you. That was not a pretty look. And that's where, like, cocaine came into play. Good cocaine, good ketamine. Oh, fuck a cat, bro. Look. I'm trying to jump in a hole. Oh, that's you? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'll get a whole body picture. That girl's right healthy. <laughs> yeah, like that's just my face. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you look good though. Oh. Oh no. Well, I think uh, I think big girls are beautiful. The thicker the berry, the sweeter the juice. That's what my boss always said. Mm. A dog always likes a little meat on its bones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My girl got them curves. Curvies. I'm going one more in on this Terramana. Because luckily, I don't have to drive home. Guess how long we've been talking. Guess how long we've been on this podcast? Like two hours. It's been like an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, close. That's crazy. We out here rapping. So, yeah, you can. Uh, but the marketing's hard. Like, you have to keep people going. Right. And so, like, that's like one thing that. So, you have to consistently post. Yeah. Right. Because some people can do like. Um, like a monthly subscription, three months, six months, a year. And then like, and I think you can do live videos and have people like jump on and you have to pay. Right. Do you feel like you're going to have to go farther? Do you feel like you're going to have to do more nude shit to keep everybody captivated? Or are you going to have to do like live videos or like you know what i mean like are your pictures are your pictures like professionally done are they like do you just do them with the iphone just with the iphone the iphone's got a fire ass camera though you can pretty much do everything you need to get done with an iphone oh yeah um i was actually because i'm starting to get more tatted and uh i'm gonna do my whole entire leg and i was actually thinking about getting into like actual modeling with tattoo and try and go for inked magazine oh shit Cause um, my tattoo artist is actually sponsored by a huge company out in LA, and next to their tattoo shop, there's a photographer, and she actually asked me, "Hey, like, would you mind doing a set and help me promote like tattoos? Yeah, and then you can get you know modeling out of it." Right. So I'm. 
I have pictures from back when I was dancing, so I might like start dropping some old like throwback Thursdays. So yeah, like yeah. my stripper white, and then kind of <laughs> do some like new and improved. Yeah. But then I also think about getting a boob job here. Are you trying to get a boob job? Before I'm 30, like that has always been like what I've wanted. That's so I dream. might totally, I was thinking about like going and said this blonde look, going dark brown, getting that tanning booth and just change everything up completely <laughs> oh, like 360 status. But I'm going to play around and see um, what, how far I have to go. Right. I don't know if I could do a porno and throw it out on the internet. Yeah, that would be something else, you know, because I feel like someone could just film it. Like, have you had anybody just, like, repost your shit? Like, screenshot your shit? Like, can you screenshot? Like, you can just screenshot everything that's in the OnlyFans account, right? And just post it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I haven't run into that problem. but You haven't haven't run into that? Yeah, it doesn't stop anything. So what are you trying to do with it? Like, are you trying to, like, you know, you made a thousand bucks in two weeks. Like, are you trying to, like, stack, get to a point where, like, some of these people I hear, they're making, like, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a fucking week? I don't know. I might. I just kind of go with the flow and just try what? things out. And if it if it's going to start making more money, okay, cool. If you started something and you started it for two weeks and you made a thousand dollars, I'd be like, I'm going to start doing this shit. Like immediately. But you have to start getting riskier and like. Do you, do you have to like progressively get like, can you stay stagnant? Can you release the same type of, of content or do you have to like up your freaky game and like offer things that nobody else have? Like, do you have like a sitch? Like, does your profile have like a, a like, do you have you put any thought into like a uniqueness to set you aside if you're trying to make t- a ton of money and get a lot of followers and subscribers? Um, I haven't really thought about that. My whole thing is, is I need to get more fans and that's the hard part because I threw it out on my Snapchat. I threw it out on Instagram, but it's like, how do you get more people? So I'm like every single night before I'm going to bed, like I'm fucking smoking high as kite and just going through people's like Instagrams, add, 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 add. That's what you got to do. But it's like, do I have to send everybody a private message? Like that's where it's like, it just takes time. Like, how do you get people to go right. to your page? And my whole thing is, is like, I have a lot of like friends on like my Snapchat and stuff. I don't want to be that person. You know how some people are like, go listen to my music or go check this out or go. And it's like, you're like, you don't even want to look at their Snapchats anymore. Cause it's just them, them like promoting. It's like, fuck, right. like, I don't care. I don't want to. <laughs> typically that's me on the shit <laughs> right now that's me on the shit for sure right now um i don't know if i technically like want to do that i don't want my friends about yo lexi like that's all you fucking pose like <laughs> get the fuck out of here like no one gives a shit about your only fans like i don't want to be that person so like i'm trying to find like a niche to it yeah but you're gonna i feel like if you can if you do it like whatever it is that you're doing like you start to gain people and then word of mouth happens and then like you just continue to gain like random people and then like there's a sh- there's a population that just starts to grow there's an algorithm usually within websites and things like that like you'll get you get noticed and you get seen because because girls are doing it out there like dudes yeah. are paying for this shit that's fuck like how many subscriptions was that on yours 
I just have 36. 36 subscriptions in two weeks? Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. You haven't really even posted anything crazy. Yeah, not yet. And But I was thinking, like, they always, like, the, the theory is, like, to make money, you have to, like, or, like, to win big, you got to bet big. Right. So, like, you have to put in some money. So I was thinking, like, oh, well, like, Tinder. Like, you, if you pay, you can get different locations. Right. So if I just start. Dude, you know, we, you know, we, uh, we matched on Tinder. Get out of here. No, we didn't. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> did we? <laughs> That's how I got you on Instagram. That's why we don't have, like, any common followers yet. Because <laughs> we matched on Tinder. Oh, shit. <laughs> We matched on Tinder a minute ago, and then I think your Tinder had your Instagram connected to it. It did, and then I got banned. And then I fucking, uh, I, I f- followed your Instagram. That's what I've been following. That's how I got it. See? But I need a new <laughs> number because I've been banned twice. You be getting banned out here? Yeah. And yeah. Fucking it, like they it. fucking banning me, man. Well, the, f- the second time I know why okay, they banned talk. me. Here we go, here we go. Shit's getting intense out here. The second time, let me I know tell why. you something. I was looking for a plug for my birthday. Okay. And I put that on Tinder, like, y'all looking for a plug. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm in love with the cocoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I was in Denver, Colorado, and right, I right. wanted to do something. So I met this dude, and fucking, we went to the botanical gardens. He gave me some bomb ass MDMA. Like, I was lit. And so I totally know why, like, I got banned on that one. This room, this room is getting crazy. Totally like, know why. I feel like, I'm. how does that painting make you feel? You see that? I did that painting right there. That's fucking lit. Isn't that lit? <laughs> but you know what? Like, once I turn 30, then I'm going to be done. Yeah. With the partying, with the drugs, the craziness. I feel like that's what your 20s are for. Get in trouble, party it up, date people, this, try different careers. And then once you hit your 30s, then you got to start like. Lock it up. Yeah. You need to lock it up. Too fucking old to be doing this. Get it together, okay? (laughs) Get your life together. You out here looking like a Honda Civic. You better get reliable. Yeah, no, I feel you. I'm a couple years away from that shit, you know? I don't know. I feel like I've had a good mixture. I feel like I've, I feel like a good blend of both. You can last longer than your twenties. Like, I feel like if you work and you take care of your responsibilities and you do your due diligence and you know, there's times when you can sneak away and still have good times and fun times and doing the same thing that you were doing before, but even better, you know, like I grew up around a lot of blue jean millionaires, you know, like I'd be going out to the steakhouse in Seared in Petaluma and it's just a bunch of blue jean millionaires, just fucking filthy rich white folks chilling at this steakhouse. And, and they're having the times of their lives, like 35 to like 45. You know, they've they put their fucking nose in the ground. They've like grinded it hard as fuck. Like there's seared as diverse. Fuck, like the homies be out there, all the black folks. Like if you make good money and you've, and you've done it, like you're there. And um, that shit was just lit as fuck. Like it was so fun to be up in there. You know what I mean? I don't know where I was going with that. Well, take me there. See, yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, I'll promote you if you promote me. Shit. No, I don't pimp nobody. No pimping for me. No pimping for me. I just... uh. We could get you a totally new studio. 
we could get a whole new studio yeah i mean like i i did actually like <laughs> yeah this is this is an aggressive thought i'm about to edit this out i'm about to edit this out but i have been like you know i don't know i'm a fucking diligent bright driven human being like and i feel like i've been thinking i've been talking and thinking about this only fans and i'm like man if there was like if there was like four or five different females like where we could all organize we're in somewhat of a good proximity we can all organize like what and where we'll go and we can partially fund each other for these shoots and we go out we knock out these crazy ass pictures and all over reno and lake tahoe and california and all this shit and you just manage it but you have like four or five females on OnlyFans that are just fucking killing it like pimping in the way like man let's all just make some fucking bread and we'll just stock up on our inventory and continuously post for longevity you know like you can make one shoot last for months oh yeah you know what I mean? If you do it properly and then you become to have a huge mixture and you create an algorithm where you're not putting up duplicate photos, but you can grab from photos that, sh- that shoots that were from years ago and different t- things like that. Like, no, I think that's legit as fuck because the thing I'd is, be like, like, it'd be like Charlie's angels. Yeah. 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 I'm down. I'll be, fuck, I'll be Bosley. The thing is, is it's like hard. Like you have to, you know, to take sexy pictures of like yourself. So it's like you almost need somebody else to be yeah, there. You have to. And the thing is, it's like girls have a shit ton of clothes and lingerie and this and that. So, you know, if girls are helping each other out, like, here, take these stockings. Here, try these shoes. And then the thing is, it's like what's better than, like, two girls? Three girls. Three girls. Four girls. Four like, girls. making out, like. Five's a crowd. Four is the limit. Yeah, and, like, you really can, like... If I was in better shape, five. But I don't know, like, I can handle four, you know? I used to be, like, in the six and seven range. Oh, yeah? There was a time, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) But, But see, like, the thing is, is, like, you could also make money, too, though, like, depending on, like, like what a chick wanted, per se, like... Some dudes like to watch cum shots like on yeah. chick's face. Like, hey, I need Dude, you I would, in your semen I, for this. <laughs> I would love to be. I would love to be a gigolo in the sense of the dating aspect that we talked about earlier. Like, if I could find some, like, especially older females, to where like I would be the best fucking date ever. I'd be high energy or to conform to whatever personality that they needed me to be. All about them, like. You know, in a place where you can speak of success and you can mingle with the greatest, you know, and but also mingle with the lowest and you can always be left alone and you're independent at a party or something like that, you know, like at a gathering. People pay for that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love to be on that shit. Like, I, let me gigolo that shit. A male escort. I'm in there. There is on Seeking Arrangement. There is that. There's women on there. Yeah, but I feel like there's, I feel like that's a drown out. Like anytime it goes like public online or anything like that, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like so many dudes would be doing that. So many dudes would just be putting themselves on there that like ain't really actually about a, like a sugar mama or an older cook. I don't think I would never, I would never disrespect my cooks, ever disrespect my (laughs) cooks. You know, I love my cooks. I don't. Oh my God. I love my cooks. I'm going to call one of my cooks right now. I'm going to call a cougar. Me, yeah. I think that side of life is, like, coming. I think 
it's coming. I don't think that women, older women, are necessarily there quite yet with the whole publicly like going out and saying this is what I want. Mm-hmm. But I think it's coming. The older women? Mm-hmm. You think older women don't say what they want? Like, as in, like, there's, like, a sugar daddy, sugar baby oh, website. Oh, oh. Like, that is... Right, right. The amount of people on the website is not equivalent to the amount of people who want the service. Right. I feel you. Especially, like, for men, like, there's so many men on there, so many, like, dates, yeah. opportunities, but you don't see a lot of older women and younger guys yeah. coming. Except in bigger cities. Like, in bigger cities, like... New York. Oh, yeah. Dude, Cooks be killing it. San Diego. Like, Cooks that's... Be, if you're in a metropolitan area, mm-hmm. and, you're over, and you're 30 years and above, <laughs> you could do some damage. Mm-hmm. You could do some damage out here. Bang, bang. I feel like I need to take a break from these headphones. Me? I've had, we've Dude. had these headphones on for two hours. And wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do an exit before we pull them off. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Hey, big facts though. One, I think it's a. It could either go both directions, extremely irresponsible, or I really appreciate it a lot that you, um, you know, came here after after a work day. You know what I mean? And hopped on the podcast. <laughs> I think what you're doing is dope as fuck. You're out here hustling. You know what I mean? And and finding your path and no matter how different it may be and that shit is lit. So I appreciate you coming shopping it up with me. You of know what I mean? Of course. Trust me enough to do this. Yeah, why did you tell me you matched on Tinder? But that gives me super hope because fuck, if we matched, you know, that long ago and look at the opportunity now, like. I know. Boom. It's a good thing networking is key. Yeah, absolutely. A unique episode of Podcast Poppy. I'm signing out of here. All right.